good afternoon and thank you for joining us again for an encounter with God. I want to thank especially uh, members of Glorious Hope Community Church for your continuous uh, support and uh, your encouragement through these challenging times. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord even in times of uh, difficulty and challenges because we know that our victory is ahead. And I pray that you and your families will be safe even as you uh, wait on him to lift his hand and perform his miracle to be able to bring the world to a state of uh, normality. Today, I want to thank you for joining us again for the continuity of our sermon series on bearing fruits that will glorify Jesus. In the last uh, sermon, I made it very clear that there are two main things. If you are looking at the whole aspect of Christians bearing fruits that you don't want to ever let go out of your mind. The first one is fruits that uh, reflect our character. We as children of God are called to reflect who Jesus is, to reflect him in our deeds, in our thoughts, and to reflect him in every aspect of our lives. So whatever you do has to show that you are a child of the living God, that you are a born again believer. Whatever you do, need to know that you are a new creation. God has placed in you a new life that he wants you to reflect to the world. And the second most important thing about fruit bearing is the fruit bearing that leads us to bear uh, and lead other people to, bring, uh, to, uh, to be brought to Jesus, which is the soul winning aspect of our fruit bearing. So those two things are so important to God that Christ made this very, very clear to the disciples. You will see in the Gospels that Jesus preached and he made references to the disciples being the light and being the salt of the earth. And he made it also clear to them that they should go to the world and make the message of the good news known to every part of the world. So I want to focus mainly on the aspect of fruit bearing that leads us to soul winning. And my goal is that you and I will be revived. Our passion for bringing the good news, the gospel of Jesus to our neighbors, to our friends, to our, um, our co-workers will be something that we will consider very seriously in the heart and mind of God. So as you go through this series with me, my prayer for you and for myself is that this passion that God has will not fade away. I want to take your mind to right from the time that Jesus left the, uh, the disciples, the passion for preaching the gospel was so immense that the Bible tells us that as a result of that passion, God added to their number every day as they met to worship God. And God still wants to do that today. The, the passage that we reflected on was from um, uh, John chapter 15, and especially verse 16 that I, I said will run through all our um, uh, sermon series. And I want to remind you of it again, um, and take your mind to it and be able to uh, help you know exactly what God wants us to know when it comes to... Um, um, bearing fruits that leads us to lead other people to Jesus, to introduce people to the, the, the living God who has re revealed himself through Jesus. 
I pray that this word will change you and transform you and encourage you and motivate you to know your mission and your purpose on this earth. Will you bow with me as we pray? Lord, I want to thank you for another day, a day that you have added to our lives. We are alive because you have allowed us to be alive and because you have a purpose for us. As we share your word today, I just pray for everyone who is hearing this word from wherever we may be. Lord, may we be awakened to the truth and the message of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to John chapter 15 and especially verse 16. You did not choose me, Jesus said. He had been talking about us being the uh, branches that are attached to the vine. And he made it clear in John chapter 15 that unless the, the, the branches are attached to the vine, they cannot continue to bear fruit. And it is important for you to realize that you need to be close and attached to your God for fruit bearing to take place. Because in Christ, we can demonstrate who Jesus is and be able to uh, produce fruit that will bring glory to God. But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Remember who you are. God says he chose you. He specifically uh, selected you to be part of his family. And he selected you for a purpose. He selected you so that you will go out to the world and bear fruits. So you need to ask yourself these two questions. Why did God choose me? And for what purpose did he choose me? He chose you. He called you so that you will bear fruits that brings honor and adoration to him. And he, he was very specific also in the next part of this verse about the nature of the fruit. There are some fruit that we bear, things that we do on this earth. In fact, everything that is material on this earth will always be limited. But Jesus says that you should bear fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So your fruit bearing have to be fruit that have an eternal uh, uh, mission. They have to abide forever. They have to be able to overcome everything that can be thrown at them in this world. Fruits that are uh, lasting also reflect to the eternity of the assurance of life that God has promised us. So if you bear this type of fruit that is soul winning, you are sowing a seed in the life of somebody that seed, if that person embraces it and allows it to germinate, allows it to grow, allows it to bear fruit, that is going to be a lasting uh, fruit. Because that fruit, if it is lasting, will never be overcome by the powers of death. That is the most uh, dangerous thing that man has ever encountered or that uh, the care that God has placed on man, that we will never die. But that is the fruit that is lasting, fruit that is able to endure through all the weathers of mankind and, and live forever. Hallelujah. Don't you want this, this kind of fruit to be born in your life? I desire this. I want to see that happening in my life. So let's see how we can bear fruit of sharing our faith. Whenever I have spoken to believers, especially in our uh, um, culture today, 
we I have questions that are thrown to me from various um, uh, individuals about uh, sharing our faith. And I want to remind you that the culture of the world is changing and has changed. And I believe the church also needs to see that the world is changing, the culture of the world is changing, and we need to also be transformed so that we can be able to bring the gospel and the message of the gospel in a context that men who are listening to it will be able to embrace it and feel comfortable to embrace it. Christians, values and traditions in our world today are completely not as uh, Jesus preached them to be. Many in today's actually millennial world will consider a normal a sermon that was uh, preached in the past to be something that is not the same, that it doesn't appeal to them. So it looks like the world is looking for something else. And I believe that when it comes to the whole aspect of us sharing our faith, we need to also realize that it is important to contextualize, find ways and means that we can bring the message of the gospel to the world in a way that will be more meaningful. The presentation of our faith needs to also correspond to what is going on in our world today. How we present the gospel, how we share our faith, does matter. The way that you share it does matter. So the question, one of the questions that I've been asked most of the time, even by believers, has been, why do we have to bother about even telling people about Jesus? Why do we have to bother about sharing our faith? That is what I want to dwell on today. There has to be a reason for which I am passionate about uh, sharing the gospel. There has to be a reason why I dedicated all my life in serving the Lord and preaching the gospel. If it has no significance, it is a waste of, of time. It is a waste of resources. But because it's so important, that is why if there is any area that you need to invest your resources, it is about soul winning and the soul winning business. That is what is going to bring stability and eternity in the life of, of people. So why should you share your, 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 your faith? Why should you even bother about wanting other people to come and, and, and fellowship with you or taste and see that the Lord is good? Why should it be so important for us to tell people that Jesus is the salvation that they need? I believe very strongly that once we come to the full understanding of the why, then going out there to share the gospel will not be an issue anymore. So I'm going to first dive into the whole aspect of why we should, and then we will move on into the practicality of how we should be doing it. I may not have all the answers for you, but I'm praying that this suggestion that I'm bringing to you, this word that I'm bringing to you, will help you be able to move step by step as to why you need to share the gospel. There are several reasons. One of them is in the verse that we read. God chose you for a purpose. And he chose you to go and bear fruit. He chose you to be somebody that takes what you have experienced in him to share that 
with those who have not come to that experience yet. So that is very important. Christ said it very clearly. You didn't choose him. He came after you. And, and, and the Bible is very clear about it. In many parts of scripture that God pursued you for a purpose. Would you seek to know that purpose and put that purpose into practice? What does the Bible say about why we should share our faith? Number one, that we should share our faith because Jesus came to save the lost soul. The reason why you need to realize that you need to share your faith is because Jesus came specifically for you and me that were lost and everybody else that is still lost so that we will come to experience who he is and be touched by him. Hallelujah. That is God's mission. So the Bible is clear in, in Romans 3, 23, all human beings have sinned and we have fallen short of God's glory that he bestowed on man from creation. And because of that, God wants to bring us back again and restore that relationship. He wants to bring us back again to that place. The very things that we lost, God wants to bring us to that place again. Wouldn't you want that, that uh, glory that you, uh, mankind lost to be replaced? Wouldn't you want man to come to that glory that God wanted man to enjoy, uh, for man to experience that? So God um, wants you to share your faith because Jesus came for that very purpose of redeeming men and women from their sins. John 3, 16, God loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son he says that whosoever shall believe in him should not perish will not perish but will have an everlasting life that is why god uh, christ came into this world that is why god sent jesus to come and and go through all the painful uh, sacrificial life so that mankind will come to experience salvation. First Timothy chapter one and verse 15 is, makes it even, even much more clear and, and powerful. Here is a trustworthy saying, the Bible says, that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And Paul says, of whom I am the worst. The very purpose for which Jesus came into the world is to save you from your sin, is to deliver you from the power of darkness and to bring you into the light that brings salvation. To bring you into the very place that God intended you for you to be in the, in the first place. That is the purpose. That is the reason Jesus came as a soul winner and he did not only fulfill that mission he also made you to be part of that mission hallelujah look at luke chapter 19 verse 10 for the son of man came to seek and he came to save the lost that is powerful just for you to understand that if there is anything that should motivate you if there is anything that should push you and make you desire to preach the gospel it's because of why jesus came into this world jesus came to save 
And he wants you and me who have come to experience that salvation also to bring that to the world. The early believers received this mandate and they sought to fulfill it. That is why you and I have the, the, uh, the salvation, have experienced the message of the gospel in our lives. The last believers who were with Jesus, even before his ascension, also make sure that they went out and they fulfilled this mission. You and I have been passed on the button and it is our responsibility to go out there and make sure that we tell people the very reason for which Jesus came. Jesus gave every believer, and I want to emphasize on that. This is not a mission just for pastors. It's not a mission just for evangelists. It's not a mission just for church workers. It's a mission for you, and it's a mission for me. Matthew 28, 19 through uh, to 20 says it this way, therefore go. This was a message Jesus preached to the uh, disciple just before he left. He says, all authority on earth and in heaven has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus came to, um, to redeem souls and he also came um, to, he also gave you and me that mandate of going and bringing the gospel to the world. You know, when the early uh, church um, began, Christians were called, I mean, believers were called Christians. And the word Christian means to be Christ-like. And I want to say that um, being Christ-like means becoming like Jesus also in the aspect of winning souls. Jesus went wherever people were and um, even though he was criticized, even for spending time with the worst of all people that uh, the world thought about at that time, he still went to them. He went to, to people, the very neglected people, the people who were not considered to be, to be human beings. Those were the people Jesus went. And that is why I want to remind you that Jesus came because of you. He came so that you will be redeemed. Jesus went to marketplaces. He went to the street corner. He went to people's homes. And he told them about the love of God and the, and the, and the need for salvation. The, 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 in one of the parables that he preached in Luke chapter 14, verse 14 to 24, he made it so clear in the parable of the great banquet, uh, talking to his listeners about a, a, a rich man who organized a great banquet and he sent forth his uh, servants to go and invite people to come and, and enjoy in this great banquet. The very people he invited refused to come. And they will not even show up to enjoy the very blessing that the, this rich man had, had, uh, had, had uh, uh, the party that he had performed or he had prepared. The rich man in, the, in this passage represents Jesus. 
And he has prepared a great banquet for you and me, a banquet that he wants us to enjoy in eternity in the kingdom of heaven. And how he desires that you will embrace it. And in this particular passage in, in uh, Luke chapter 14, 15 to 24, verse 23 says that, when those people that were invited refused to, then the master told his servant, go out to the road and country lanes and countryside and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. God has a purpose. He doesn't, he didn't make heaven for it to stay empty. He wants you and I to come and enjoy the, the presence of God. So whenever, when, even in situations where people, the Jews rejected the message of the gospel, Christ still yearns for you and me, the Gentile population, everyone in this world to come and embrace um, his message of salvation. So remember the number one reason why you need to go out there and tell people about Jesus. Because Christ came to save the world from uh, death. I mean eternal death. He came to deliver us from the power of sin. He came to set us free from that yoke and bondage of sin and to bring us to experiencing the glory that God intended for us to have at creation. Number two, why should you go and tell people uh, about your faith? Why should you share the, the message of the good news to other people? Because the Bible says the harvest is great and the harvest is plentiful. There is so much work that is needed when it comes to soul winning, and you haven't tasted Jesus and known who he is in your life, have to see that the need for you to go out there and also share that faith. Matthew 9, 35 and 37 says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues. He went through all the towns. He went through all the villages and teaching in their places of worship proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Today, the world is in the same state. The world is being harassed by the powers of darkness. The world is being destroyed. The world is being polluted by, the, by sin, by, by this sin that can never have a solution unless we come to Jesus. The world is being misdirected and you and I need to realize that God wants us to be part of um, this his mission of understanding that this harvest and he calls it a harvest because many people are hungry for the message and the gospel. You need to go and tell them. We need to go and tell the world about and share our faith about Jesus and what he has done in our lives because number three, the harvest is not only plentiful, but the people to take that message to the, to the, to, to the world into this harvest, uh, a field that is ready to be harvested, are few. Jesus says that. It's a great field out there. And God is yearning and looking for men and women like you to come and be part of sharing their faith. Matthew 9 and verse 39. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest 
is plentiful, but the workers are few. Would you join in this uh, wagon that is taking uh, the gospel to the world? Would you become part of us, the body of believers that shares this message of, uh, of salvation? There is no salvation. You need to keep that in your mind. Salvation is nowhere unless it passes through Jesus Christ. And that is why you need to share that, that faith. If there is something, especially in this COVID world, I know people um, who are, crit are critical about the nature of the vaccine and they wouldn't accept it. But we also accept, we know clearly that it's saving lives. And because it's saving lives, that is the only thing that can save life. Why wouldn't any man, only human being want to have it? And it comes to, I'm just using that as an example when it comes to our salvation. When it comes to us believing in Jesus, there is one thing that God has made it clear to us that we cannot be redeemed. We cannot be saved until we turn our hearts to Jesus and come to embrace him to be uh, uh, part of our lives. The fourth reason why you need to go and share the gospel is because we I mean, you and me are called and we are commanded to share our faith. We are not only called, as Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 16, that we didn't choose him. He chose us. But he also gave us a mandate. It's a commandment for everyone who knows Jesus to go out there and tell other people about your, about your faith. When Jesus first met the early disciples and began to call them one by one to come and follow him, he made this specifically known to them. Mark chapter 1 verse 17, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you, if you follow Jesus, he will make you fishers of men, people who will go out there and bring others to come and know Jesus. Would you be part of this mission? Would you realize that you are part of this so that you don't hide your faith to yourself? The church is commanded to make disciples. That is our mission. And I mean the church, not the people that are, are on the payroll of the church. Every believer is called to share the gospel message to the world. We are charged to help people begin uh, and develop a relationship with Jesus. That is our mission. We are called to go out there and bring people so that they can come and, and, and experience the salvation we have experienced. Jesus promise, uh, promises to always be with us, even at any time that we go out there and tell people about him. You are called to go and share the gospel, number five, because of the consequences of People not believing in who Jesus is. There is a consequence. There is a deadly, an eternal consequence for anybody who does not believe in Jesus and have him as their Lord and Savior. Jesus is very clear. But whosoever does not believe in him, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on him. If you who are listening to this message 
and has not embraced Jesus as your Lord and your Savior yet, the Word of God is very clear that you will not experience eternal life, which means that when you pass away excuse me, from this earth, you are going to live in eternity without the presence of God. And you don't want to experience that. I don't want to experience it. That's what I, why I embrace Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. If you do not embrace Him as the one who has brought life in, into uh, this world, and I mean life from the power of death. If you don't embrace Him, the Bible says it very clear. If you reject the Son, you will not see life and the wrath of God will come upon you. There's eternal consequences for not believing in the salvation that Jesus has brought to the mankind. And sin has brought a separation between us and God. Sin condemns us. Sin puts us in a place where God doesn't want us to be. And God wants to redeem you from that place. That is why you and I need to embrace Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Think about these words, and I want to end today's session with this uh, um, um, other story that Jesus told in the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through to 28. Let me read the passage to you, and as I try to wrap up today's message, it's about the rich man and Lazarus. You would have heard this story before. Listen to this very carefully, and I pray that you will want to be on the side of those that experience uh, the presence of God in their life, even in this story. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. And at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and uh, longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. And the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, that is in hell, where he was in torment, that is the rich man, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the, the tip of uh, his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted and you are in agony. And besides, all this between us and you, a great uh, chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses 
and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead to tell them. Wow, what a story. A situation where two people were living two complete different lives. And it is very much like you and me. We are all living a complete different life. And yet there is a message. There is uh, God's word that is coming to us and asking us to repent and turn away from our sins. For some of us, we have embraced this uh, message of salvation. But others have turned away and continue to turn away from this message. And yet God says that. There will be a day of reckoning. And on this very day, when all of us shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ, there are some who will uh, 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 encounter and receive the blessing and the favor of God upon their life. And there are some who will not, like we are told in this story. The rich man had all, all that he needed. And you may not be rich, you may not have all the wealth, and yet the Bible clearly tells us that poverty is not just about material wealth. Poverty is about you being dead in the spirit. When you do not have God as your redeemer, you are dead. You are a walking dead and you need Jesus in your life. Yes. Abraham in this story was very clear. There are people, there are the Moses uh, 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 out there who are telling you about the message, who are telling you about the salvation. There are people like me, there are other, other believers, and you, you as a believer listening to this message need to realize and see your part in this uh, spread of this gospel, that you will go out there and tell people about the message and the salvation that Christ wants us to experience. Just remember that there is going to be a day of reckoning. Would you be like this rich man who um, um, did not spend his life recognizing who God is, recognizing the salvation that God had brought to the world through his son Jesus? Would you uh, want to be like him? I don't, I don't think so. I wouldn't want to. And I pray that you will not want to be on that side. Be a Lazarus, a man that seeks God, even in the situation that you are in. No matter whether wealthy or poor or whatever state you are, that you will make God the center of your life so that one day you and I will see Jesus and serve him with all our hearts. Would you embrace Christ as your Redeemer? There are reasons why you should go and share the gospel. Jesus came to save the lost. And he didn't only come, but he also gave us that mandate of going out there. You need to go and, sh and share the message of, the, of, the, uh, of uh, the good news because God specifically called us and he commissioned us and he has sent us to go and be his representative. You are a child of the Most High God, and God wants to continue His work in you and through you to the world. Would you come and join me and join the rest of uh, people who are in the world and, uh, and are seeing this very important mission and purpose that God um, has uh, called us and given us? Remember the, the passage we started with. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you so that you will go out there and bear fruit and fruits that last. Are the fruits that you are bearing today lasting or they are just temporal? May you and I embrace and go out there and preach the fruit that are lasting. Amen. Thank you for joining us. I look forward to sharing with you again next week. We are going to continue with more reasons why we need to go out there and share your faith. If this message you have heard does not motivate you, nothing else can motivate you. I pray the mercy of God upon you. I pray that God will revive you. God will equip you. God will strengthen you. The Lord will awaken you to go out there and realize that God sent his son into this world that whosoever will believe in him wouldn't perish. God doesn't want you to perish. And he doesn't want your neighbor and your friends and your co-workers to perish. Will you go and show them this love? Hallelujah. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for your word. Help us, O oh God, to be moved by the Holy Spirit into action. We will not just be listeners, but we will be doers of your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please visit us at our website, Glorious Hope Community Church, and be able to join us uh, to find more resources that will encourage you and strengthen your faith. You will also uh, find a place that you can donate uh, financially to help our ministry to continue to uh, expand. And uh, click on the title app. You can be able to uh, uh, give to, to, uh, to the church so that we will be enabled to preach the gospel and bring other people to the salvation of Jesus. Thank you and we look forward to seeing you next week at the same time. Amen.